0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans, happy Friday. We made it. It's almost the weekend. I wish that the Blue Jackets could win games this is locked on blue jackets we're part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i am as always your host jay foster here to bring you all of the good news the bad news and the ugly news about the columbus blue jackets thank you for making us your first listen every day I super appreciate it, whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. So we have to talk about the game last night. Uh, I miss when the Blue Jackets were fun. Uh, I can, again, this has been my my mantra all season. I can deal with losing games if the games are at least fun. The Blue Jackets did outshoot someone for the first time in what feels like all season, uh, but the Blue Jackets lose. 3-1 to the New Jersey Devils. Uh, really, it was 2-1. You know, empty netters. I've ranted before about empty netters, but 3-1 is the score. Uh, 3.9 for Jack Hughes. But let's uh, let's take a look at the game. It started poorly. Uh, Thomas Tatar scored less than a minute in just a weird... Weird bounce, bad play. Corpasalo uh, tried his best, uh, but couldn't couldn't quite make the save. And then, obviously, uh, as soon as I step away from the game to rescue my dinner from uh, from the oven, Max Domi scores on a rebound to make it one-one. Uh, a point for Cole Sillinger, which is nice. Pavel uh, Gavrikov has now got fourteen assists on the season, which again, for a defensive defenseman, pretty pretty good. And then after that, it just kind of turns into the most boring game in the history of games. Uh, no goals in the second period. Blue to take a, a penalty in the third period. Just over a minute in. So we make it all, all the way through the first minute of the period without allowing a goal. And then a minute 16 into the period. Uh, power play goal from Jesper Bratt. His second point of the night. Another assist for Jack Hughes. And then that's kind of it for... The rest of the game, uh, Jack Hughes gets an empty netter, uh, like with like a minute and a half left. But beyond that, it uh, was not was not great. Uh, the power play was very slightly better than uh, than the last game in that I believe we got a shot on goal during one of our four power plays uh, that we failed to score on. Uh, the penalty kill continues to struggle. Uh, we killed. Two of three penalties uh, allowed a power play goal on that last one, which would end up being the game winner. Like I already mentioned, we did outshoot them, but that was mostly because we got 18 shots in the first period to New Jersey's five, and then they outshot us in the second and third period at 12 to seven, and then 11 to seven. Final shots were 32, 28 to us, but they got more shots in the first period than they got in the second and third combined. So that's not great. Um... Blue Jackets are just having a real hard time stringing together like a solid sixty minutes of play. They're having good periods. They're having great periods every now and then, but they have yet to put three periods together in one night that uh, have all been good. I think and that's kind of that's kind of been the the story of the season. The Blue Jackets just can't seem to consistently win periods. And it's extremely frustrating. Um, face-offs were uh, about even. Honestly, we mostly kind of got goalied in this game, is is pretty much what happened. Mackenzie Blackwood was very good. Uh, one goal on 32 shots. Uh, I think Salo was also very good. Uh, two goals on 28 is uh, a much better outing than uh, his previous game. Uh, and honestly, his last few games... Uh, this was much more of the Corpus Allo that we're used to seeing. It's just a shame that the team can't seem to score for him. Like, this was this was as close to, like, the best Corpus that we're going to get, I think. Uh, both of the goals were really good goals. The power play was, I mean, it is what it is. The penalty kill is terrible at the minute. What can, you know, he can only do so much. And unless Corpsalo wants to start like trying to score goals, like this is about all he can do for us is to post uh you know an above nine hundred percentage. Uh, what were his final numbers? He had a nine two six tonight. Like if a goalie's posting a nine two six, you should be able to get the win. Uh, unfortunately, Mackenzie Blackwood managed to post a nine six nine. So you know, it is what it is. Um, we're going to talk a little bit of lineup news in just a minute, some more injury news, of course. Uh, but first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar because it's the New year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating better, like mine probably should be, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you're going to want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which uh, can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You know, for me, I want to eat healthy, but like two weeks in, I want chocolate, and here's the great thing about Built Bar, it's covered in 100% real chocolate, low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. And here's the best bit. If you go to Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I super appreciate it whether you're a first time listener or a regular listener. Thanks for stopping on by to listen to me yell about this stupid team and their stupid power play. Um, that is not what this section is going to be about. I've, I've done enough yelling about the power play. It's bad. Hopefully it stops being bad at some point, but really there's no way of knowing that. Uh, I do think that getting Wieranski back will help in that regard. Um, a, an interesting point to note, uh, Jeff Savoda tweeted about this last night uh, after the game, and he talked about the uh, respective age of the defense core. With, with Wierenski out, uh, Gavrikov is our leader in career NHL games played at 155. Dean Kukan has 115. Boquist has 97. Bean has 74. Peak has 64. And last night was Jake Christensen's debut. On the Devils, uh, P.K. Subban has 788 games played which is more than all of our defensemen added together, uh, it's not great, but you can kind of look at that and understand why they're having trouble scoring, frankly, or they're having trouble not allowing goals, uh, I should say. Like, the defence is very, very young. I always forget that Vladislav Gavrikov only has... Like, this is only his third NHL season, Um, I think, because... He looks older, and because he kind of came to the NHL late, I always assume that he's been around for a lot longer than he has been. But this is only his third full NHL season. You know, he's, relatively speaking, he's a baby in NHL terms. Uh, And then, like, Boquist is 21, Bean is 23, NHL debut for Jake Christensen, who I liked a lot, actually. Uh, I thought he had a really solid debut. Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job with the uh fairly limited ice time that he had, uh he played He only played 12 minutes, uh 1246, but he I thought was was good. He had a shot on goal, two block shots, managed to finish the night uh even in plus minus, which is always, you know, I mean plus minus is kind of a useless stat, but it exists and Honestly, on a team like this, getting an even plus-minus is not to be sniffed at, frankly. Um, So I liked his game a lot. Uh, It was good to see that Sillinger was playing. It was good to see uh, Jake Bean return from his illness. Hopefully we get Texier back Sunday uh, because apparently he's the only one that knows how to drive any kind of consistent offense right now. uh, Like I say, getting Wierenski back will help. Um... In terms of goaltending news, it looks like uh, Elvis Muslikins is still sidelined with a, uh, they're saying lower body, I believe. I don't know if he's on IR. He's just listed as day-to-day. He's not on IR. Um, However, I am checking Twitter now. Uh, Texier tested positive for COVID, so we will not be getting Alexander Texier back. Uh, He missed the last two games due to a non-COVID illness, but I guess at some point today he tested positive, so he'll be out. Probably for the next week, uh, Chinikov is apparently banged up. He wasn't at practice today. Uh, Liam Foodie took his spot, so we might see Liam Foodie making, I believe, his season debut uh, on Sunday or Saturday. Excuse me. Uh, but beyond that, not not a lot to change. Not a lot. I mean, it's there's just not a lot of. of I don't think that there's any anything in the organization itself that we can change to fix the inconsistencies that we have. We just have to kind of play through it. Maybe line combinations can be mixed up, but like that's only going to do so much getting Wierenski back will help. I feel like I've said that about 17 times this episode, but we just kind of have to, in my opinion, I think we just kind of have to play through it. Like you're going to have ups and downs in the season. You're going to have rough patches. Okay. The Blue Jackets have kind of had more rough patches this season than I would personally have liked, but it's a, it's a young team and how they deal with playing poorly or going through a rough patch, I think is maybe more important than learning how to win. So we'll see. We'll see what happens on Sunday, Saturday. I don't know why I keep saying that it's a Sunday game. It's not. Uh, hopefully we can get a win. Uh, it's been it's been a while since we've had a win at uh, Nationwide Arena. I say that. It's been like a week and a half, I think. Um, I don't know why I'm being so melodramatic in this episode. We won, uh, yeah, literally a week ago yesterday. Uh, but that's beside the point. Uh, so we're playing New Jersey on Saturday and then Chicago on Wednesday, I believe, who uh, Chicago just lost to the uh, Arizona Coyotes last night, who are now they have seven wins on the season now after beating Chicago. So I'm sure they're going to be mad as hell coming into next week, uh, which is not ideal for us, but hopefully we can kind of take advantage of a bad team. It'll be Seth Jones's return to Columbus since being traded. So hopefully, you know he doesn't get booed too loudly, but hopefully he also doesn't have a great game. Just for me personally, and also for the sake of uh, my Twitter mentions, frankly. Um, in a minute, we got a couple of mailbag questions, but first I've got to tell you about Bet Online because they've got you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues their march to the playoffs, the NHL season continues their march to the playoffs, but Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on or one word to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the twenty twenty one season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Once again, that is promo code locked on all one word L O C K E D O N at betonline.ag. Bet online, where the game starts. So I got a couple of questions uh, emailed in. Uh, the The first question is from Annie, and uh, Annie would like to know, do we move at the trade deadline based on how this team is trending? Uh, The trade deadline, I believe, is at the end of February, so it is coming up, uh, which is not great in terms of looking at this team and how much time they have to turn it around. I, at this point in time, would be very surprised if we are buying at the trade deadline, if only because... The Blue Jackets generally don't. Oh, the trade deadline isn't until March twenty-one, so we have a couple of months to turn it around. That's later than I thought it was. Um, but yeah, this this kind of recent series of play and the underlying metrics don't really lead me to believe that this team is going to suddenly, you know, like roller coaster up the standings. I think this is about what the te- This is about where the team should be in the standings. This is probably about where the team is going to end up in the standings. So. It is what it is. Uh, I don't see us buying. Even if we are kind of in that playoff race, uh, Kekalainen generally doesn't love to spend a ton of money on free agent rentals. We've got two first-round picks in the draft coming up. Uh, I don't think he wants to lose either of them at the risk of, you know, maybe winning one playoff round. This is not a team that's going to win the Cup this season. Um, In terms of getting rid of guys, I assume... Corpozalo will go uh, maybe to Edmonton. They seem in need of a goalie. And if Corpozalo can kind of pick his uh, play back up, that could be a home for him uh, if the Oilers want to make the playoffs. I believe they're just out of a playoff spot at the minute. Uh, They're kind of on the bubble because apparently you can't just use uh, McDavid or Drysaitel to drag yourselves to a playoff spot. Oh, they are in a playoff spot at the minute, uh, just. But, yeah, they could really use, like, a good and consistent goaltender. And if, if uh, Korpisalo could kind of find his way back to that level, uh, that could be a, a place for him. Uh, Max Domi is another option. Uh, he's our other uh, unrestricted free agent. Uh, I don't... Or, like, upcoming unrestricted free agent. I don't believe we have... Anyone else on the roster that's going to be a UFA? Um, Jack Roslavik is an RFA. Emil Bemstrom is an RFA. Uh, Dean Kukan is a UFA. I don't know if we move him. I think he is likely to stick around. Uh, He's only making 1.65 at the minute. He's 28, so he's not, you know... He doesn't seem to be the kind of player that is set for a massive... Pay rise, and I don't think he's the kind of player that teams are going to want to pick up. He's not, you know, a David Savard. I think he's better than David Savard, but David Savard is the kind of player that teams love to pick up at the deadline. Uh, Our other RFAs, Gabriel Carlson, who may or may not be back, and uh, we have to re-sign Adam Boquist, who comes off his entry level. So he is set for a big pay rise. He's currently making 894000 So... We'll see. Uh, Gregory Hoffman is a UFA, but again, I don't see us uh, trading him. Uh, just Danforth is a UFA. Nathan Gerby is still injured. He's uh, been on IR all season. I don't think we see him back with the Blue Jackets or in this uh, in the league, honestly. Uh, and potentially Scott Harrington, but again, I don't see us. I don't see us trading uh, trading him because I don't think we'll get a lot for him, frankly. Uh, and I had another question, and I've lost it, but I have spent quite a lot of time talking about the trade deadline, so I think we'll, uh, we'll end it there because my throat hurts. I got my booster today, uh, and I am suffering a little bit through it, uh, but I have brought you all a show anyway. Uh, this has been Locked Up Blue Jackets. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at Bluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.